Welcome to the See Through Design podcast, where we have an open and honest conversation about design design. Hosted by myself, Casper Samano. And myself, Liam Jackson. Welcome to the See Through Design podcast. Today, we have a guest with us, and his name is Dirk Peter Van Wilson. Welcome, everyone. So Dirk is a creative partner and founder of award-winning design agency, DPID, which was founded in 1991, and they're based in Amsterdam. He is a specialist in brand development and visual communication and studied industrial design at the Delft University of Technology. Now, regular listeners will know that we've mentioned a tool that DP um, has developed before called Tactica. So we thought we'd get you on to discuss your career, DPID, Dutch design, Tactica, and wherever the convo may take us. Oh, and just to note, you are actually the first guest we've got on from outside of the UK. So welcome, Dirk. Welcome. Thanks, guys. And uh, it was a very uh, pleasure to be invited. Uh, I'm being a, I've been a regular listening to your uh, podcast, and I uh, highly value your uh, bits of information. I hope to uh, be of some value to your listeners and uh, well let's roll yeah no absolutely yeah it's absolute pleasure to have you on the show because a little bit of a background to the relationship that we have with uh, dp is that we um we kind of met well almost a year ago haven't we it's probably longer than that i think um it, within a certain facebook groups um in the kind of the design world the little circles that everyone kind of has in their um in in their industry and um yeah we just uh, became really good <laughs> design friend colleagues if you like it's it's been a, a a place where we've shared the we've shared our kind of our woes we've shared our you know highs and the lows of of the industry of of the work that we've been doing and also sharing work for critique as well so yeah it's um a really good uh relationship that we've all got and um yeah it's absolute pleasure to have you on and and kind of ask you a bit more about your your background and and the stuff that you that you do and I've I've sort of got your website open right now and uh yeah there's some incredible stuff on there it's it's always a pleasure to to see the work that you've done yeah Definitely. Yeah, well, about the website, it's it's not that up to date as what many designers will have the same problem. It's uh, but I'm I've got a good friend and he always tells me that uh, it's only a website. Show me the meat. Um, obviously, we're in marketing, mm-hmm. and uh, you can waffle and, and talk and talk and talk and spend hours in old time uh, slogans and whatever. And I keep doing that myself and <laughs> I'll talk <laughs> a bit later about that. But in essence, it's, uh, it's not about you. It's, it, it, it's, uh, um, that's the difficulty with portfolios and you don't want to, uh, um, room. Well, people who view it, they, they have their own interests and they have their own challenges and, and, you don't want to run thousands of work. I did just for fun yesterday. I counted like we did over 60 or 
65 identities and, and maybe 80 wow. or 90 of logos and yeah. in the, the course of my career career as an independent firm yeah. and uh, no one wants to see all of them they, they, they're just basically they want to see some highlights they did people want attention you have to yeah. bring proper attention to persons and, and that's why why i mentioned it's not about you and that's the dilemma i think many designers have that you uh the, 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 it's always the balance. What do you tell about yourself, and what do you tell about your clients? And if you're telling too much about yourself, it, it, it's quite easy to fall into that trap. Yeah. So, but on that behalf, and I'm and sorry, I'm uh, <laughs> interrupted. But uh, it, I um, recently, last year, I started posting some stuff on Instagram, but. Hardly any stories, maybe none, and it's basically I've used it as a portfolio. But it, it's interesting to to make it very compact and to show, like in a couple of minutes, uh, images show a, show a case and really highlighted it. And uh, <laughs> first, I had a paradigm on my Insta feed or my it's obviously for our small studio, not not my personal, but to to make a feed without any uh, mockups. Just yeah, well, as a as a challenge, but uh, well, yeah, you can't. It's it's difficult to keep that paradigm alive. It's 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 fun to set yourself little awkwardness like that. But. Yeah, I think you're right about the portfolio website. Is that I guess one thing is that people are going to be looking at many websites if they're looking for a designer. So it's about you know the attention yeah. span of someone probably isn't that much you know they they might be a higher up sea level person in a company and they don't have much time so they just want to see the meat like you said and yeah. see what you can offer and then get in touch and have that conversation and that's what it's about just showing i think you're right showing the highlights of your portfolio i, I once had a, had a lady client a couple of years ago and she called me because she was a bit crossed because uh, I had a newsletter at the time, and she was she was not mentioned in the newsletter. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy because it, it, for me that was just a small case, and I wasn't that happy to show that small case because you want to show the work you want to do in the future. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's silly. Sometimes portfolio has another function beside the actual work you. You want to share but sure next question <laughs> well I, I i i want to go back to the start i want to go back to yeah. baby baby dirt back, <laughs> back to the start <laughs> well, maybe not that far maybe the, not the baby dirt and uh, i i actually this week i it's my 30 30th anniversary as a company uh, wow it's amazing. it reminds me of uh, filing 30 years of tax papers and stuff yeah. <laughs> the, border, the boring bit but actually i started it during my studies um, and it was called studio von walsam at the time but the, i don't drop that name quite uh, soon um, because it's uh, in in the netherlands studio is mostly connected to photo studios so um, and i studied industrial design so I, and, and, and it's a very short dp id and you can use many acronym acronyms with it, like uh, design power, idea driven. That's on my business card at the moment. Yeah, but also industrial design, ideas, and 
whatever. <laughs> and uh, no, not anything goes. Last year, it's probably designing purpose because I'm quite interested in, in, in narrowing down on that bit, clarification and stuff. But it's um, so it's it's DP idea, and, and just to be honest, it's just my initials. Yeah. So you studied industrial design. Yeah. And but how did you get into graphic design? That's what we're we're interested. I, I started designing logos, maybe and or well, as a gimmick for friends, and and, and I started that. In, and I wouldn't say kindergarten, but primary school already. Yeah. I remember rubbing down those those, those letters you 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 rub over it. Later I said lettering. Yeah. <laughs> making a, an avant-garde font and making a business card for a hairdresser friend of my mom. Probably one of the first logos I did. And the second logo was a commission, uh, some local newspaper. And it, it grows. And then I guess the first logo I did was for 25 guilders at the time. So that's, it's about 12 euros. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. But it's, it's, um, it's not the monetary aspect. People forget money aspects, and people re you remember think uh, work you, you you had great pride in, and or some some special occasion or, or. so. But I, I started quite early on, and I, I uh, continued that during high school and during university because uh, maybe I was wrong in some aspects, but I always thought well, if you you practice what you do. Then you can uh, apply your learnings at, at the same time. So when I was doing marketing courses, I improved my marketing skills. And when I did the drawing courses, and <laughs> I remember in my um, where I was studying in my room, I installed a big 21, a 21 inch at the time, uh, like a TV tube monitor, and I installed it that. The screen wasn't at 45 degrees like you would have it now. It's <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I've got, well, everyone from that age. I'm 51 years old now, so I'm <laughs> over the hill. <laughs> but no, just kidding. But it's um, uh, back in those days, like in early 90s, you had the scanner. And uh, I, I switched to, to uh, Magnus platform 1999 mm -hmm. lovely prince song by the way but um so so before that i with my parents they, they had a pc but in, in graphics it was it was a bit more easier uh, with my platform so i i entered with the bondi iMac, i believe mm -hmm. the greenish one oh, but yeah. I've, I've i've done little assignments all over and in like in university you had those raves and then and the parties and you did little flyers and mm, websites yeah. came up and I've, I've, like 10 years ago i skipped all the the, the work from that age because it's just it's too old and too small and not interesting any, anymore i do remember one assignment i got got from an IT agency and that had one uh, question I was not allowed to put any straight line in in the in the, in the, in the website. It was like uh, huh. some fantasy world gimmicky stuff, and, and all like uh, and it was interesting, like a whole collage. But I never really experienced 
a lot with with flash so that's not my was not my thing but i did use i even used uh, curl draw for a bit yeah. <laughs> but did you start with uh com you were you started design before computers though yeah, yeah. you were kind of doing hand hand, hand drawing and uh later set and and, and uh yeah, all sorts of uh, Euro and Xerox machines and, and, and yeah. more. Do you miss those hands-on days or? I don't do miss them. Like I, I still do hands-on things. I, last year I, I bought this this um, uh, label cutter, right? I don't know the, the correct English name, but it's a like a, a plotter, but with, with an iPhone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To make little experiments and... Uh, so you, you always and and especially with packaging, you, you need you need to experiment and, yeah. and, and, and cut it out and actually have the feeling for the size. Because during my studies, I learned a valuable lesson. There, there is a wide range of designers, but you have designers with high skill in very miniature things like designing a watch or a clock, mm -hmm. and very tiny things. And with graphic design, it's exactly the same. But on the other end of the scope, you have city planners. You have people designing uh, literally worlds and, and roads and stuff, and and with graphic or communication design, it's 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 all the same. It's uh, uh, but you have to find out which uh, what kind of feeling you have, and yeah. a very good test for that is uh, my coach Aysen, a drawing teacher I uh, was very fond of. Uh, he he taught me that. Uh, it's it's a, it's a smart gimmick. If you you start out ideas, get a broad tip pencil or very thick lines. Yeah. Don't focus on the details. And the, the more you go into the detailing of the process at the end, you you just simply uh, uh, get other pencils or, or describe it in more detail. Mm -hmm. And uh, I haven't <laughs> made an idea with it. Great big uh, wall painting brush, but it yeah. could be an idea to <laughs> sketch a logo in that. Yeah. But um, yeah, to get the very thick lines. It's funny you mentioned packaging because we um, it's not released as we're recording this one, but we interviewed Andy Brown from uh, Swatchos, and he was discussing. Yeah, there you go. Uh -huh. um, he he was discussing his prototype process. He used cut up cereal boxes. Yeah, and you know, yeah, so. I guess you're right with that kind of those tactile pieces of design you really do need to kind of use the hands and test and and obviously whatever. i'm very uh, sustainability aware i print as less as possible but sometimes mm -hmm. you have to print and, and, and see it actually see it and hold it and, and touch it and fold it or like even last week we worked on a very well, maybe boring assignment i had to uh, Layout um, word document. It's not. <laughs> it's the least of my favorite things to do. But a client asked for it. It was uh, well. I won't go into the details, but it had something to do with with uh, asking for uh, permission, and uh, it had to look good, and it had to look very condensed. And you mm -hmm. get rubbish in, and you structure it, and you structure information, and then it, you add a, a design. And all 
other level of design onto that document and then mm -hmm. it becomes readable and uh, the chances of them winning that subsidy was greatly improved and actually uh, I don't want to brag but I think I've uh, enhanced <laughs> some capacities of organizations on that field just yeah. simple by applying ground rules and design and uh, it's it's a lot to do with scale and, and what mm -hmm. you wear and uh, readability and well yeah <laughs> you should you probably get input documents which are a nightmare yeah yeah simply by restructuring some stuff and um it's valuable it, it maybe it, it's not something you put on a portfolio but it's very valuable for a client to do that sort of boring stuff time to time not all the time <laughs> it's problem solving isn't it it's kind yeah. of, it's solving the puzzle and and essentially that's what our job is i guess it's it's about taking a a challenge and trying to work out one of well i guess arguably there's many ways to to um solve a puzzle in, in some aspects but we come up with the best way that we think and that's what people are you know commissioning us to do i think as well li listening to you talk about the industrial design part of your you know your your um, legacy, if you like, of, of, of building in the agency and, and getting into sort of graphic design and then talking and then hearing you about hearing how you're so very much from the generation of being more hands on and how you carry that hands on through to the, the design work that you currently do and sort of looking at your portfolio whilst you're talking, I really do get a sense of um, like... I don't know how to explain it, but when I'm looking at the work, and I can't even pronounce this logo that I've got on screen at the moment, the one that begins with O. I love that logo. I know you're going to say. Yeah. the I'm not even going to try because... Oh, Founders Clinic. That's the one. <laughs> which, is a, which is a red dot design. Yeah. We, we we're lucky to get a, a design award. I mean, yeah. that's that's pretty incredible. I mean, that... That is a design award, isn't it? You know that <laughs> that is something to be completely proud and overwhelmed by for for me. To, uh, yeah. And I I look at it and I, and I feel with all of your work is I see it in a lot of designers. Maybe I don't want to sound like I'm being the guy that has a generation you know generation thing where you see it in new designers and whatever. But a lot of designers get to a point in their work and they kind of stop and you feel that if they just pushed it a little bit more there would be something incredible like can i can i say something about that pushing yeah uh, to me each client you start you literally start from scratch because you don't know that industry and it's it's uh it's this old saying like uh, uh assumption makes an arse out of you and me or, or uh, got it wrong in english but it's uh, you it's very easy to to think you know what's behind the scenes and you uh, to to with most clients you know sh you don't know anything you know shit you don't know how how their the uh, how the relations are or what 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 clients they have and and they don't tell you and you you find out during the process and mm -hmm. 
Um, even with the Ostfarders uh, logo, there were in, in the concept phase, there were two uh, various routes. And uh, believe it or not, but the color purple was sort of, um, there was one uh, um, concept on the table that had yellow, and that was mm -hmm. enticed by the, the, the wife of the director. Hmm. The so, hmm. but um, I guess uh, if you want to say, uh, see a thread in our work, I, uh, I like to like uh, with identity to tell a little story. And, 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 and with Osfarders Clinic, it's, it's, I don't know, they, they probably don't have that system in the UK. It's, it's, uh, it's a forensic clinic and, and mm -hmm. people who committed very serious crimes. And, and are mentally ill, they, they go there. So mm -hmm. uh, them getting better after a, a various uh, amount of steps and improving mm -hmm. the, the development was the core idea behind the concept. Yeah, it's amazing. I love it. And I did want to discuss the process of that with you. And I think a lot of people would look at it and say, well, it kind of breaks some rules because it's really long. And I know it's a long word anyway, but like, you know, the actual, the iconography, but then, so a lot of people might say, oh, you know, you're breaking some rules and how do you apply that to certain stuff? But then when you actually look how you've applied it across the whole system, it's amazing. Like things like the cups. The cups is a rare story. We worked two years on that. Looks looks tiny, but the the the, the first producer of that uh, they, they came back. Obviously, they couldn't open my Illustrator file, and they just redraw it. And they had no uh, roundings on the. <laughs> it was oh. hilarious, and then you you can only laugh. And yeah, uh, so that took a little while, and they still use it. And it, it's. Um, I'm not that royal struck, but uh, I did save a, a photo I saw in the media with uh, our king drinking from that cup when he was visiting that clinic. Oh, wow. That's really cool. But you it's, um, you, did you take that photo? And no, I did not take that photo. I had some more. Yeah, and I, and I feel this. You're right. You're right, Liam, because it you know, we're sort of, we're sort of told certain, there's certain sort of kind of rules to follow in. And then you look at something like this and you just think, yeah, it's, um, it's sort of breaking some of the rules, but yet I think it just kind of pushes, it really does kind of push the, um, that point of going, that will do. And then going, I'm taking it a little bit further. Yeah. And I think that's, one of the things I notice in a lot of design work is it gets to a point where they go, that'll do. And then it stops. Yeah. When I'm looking at your work, it, it doesn't feel like that. It feels like we're getting to a point of that'll do. And actually that's pretty bloody good to the point of actually just taking out that little bit more, that 10% and it drives it to a whole new level. And I think that's when you're into red dot design ward levels is when you're pushing it that extra, just 10, 20%. And you really, and you can really see that happening. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the process behind this particular logo and inspiration and, and, and that sort of stuff. How did you come about 
what, what, what I guess what is your process for for gaining inspiration? You hear about people talking about stealing like an artist or um how do you do you are you one of these people that go around Amsterdam and collect different things in a, in a notebook or sketch things down and how do you yeah how do you I, I do sketch things down but it's it's more in, in a general uh, I don't think I'm that I I have some structured approach in, in, in designing and but uh, you have to to recreate the, the process for that particular client mm -hmm. and that sounds odd because but uh, sometimes uh, a lot of presentations you see these days they forgot they forget a main important thing that's the, the uh, to describe what what actually is the challenge uh -huh. and the rationale that was the word I was looking for uh, the rationale of a, of a logo or of, of an identity of a brand. I mean, Every Jack, uh, Jack and Harry calls themselves a brand nowadays, but that's that's mm -hmm. another story. But it's uh, um, if you start a, a presentation with with a two line rationale that shows that you know what's it about, mm -hmm. you're ahead start of, and and then you can steer in in in, in a certain direction. But you were. Um, going back to the the process behind developing such a thing and it is sketching it, it, it is sketching a lot and but sometimes uh like for the schoolschrijver that's that's a uh, writer in schools project the, the basic idea you have a, a meeting with, with a client and the basic idea behind that was one scribble on a, like a, one square centimeter uh just combined it a pen, a drawing of point of a tip of a pen with an eye, and uh -huh. combi combining reading and writing in one symbol, and it can be as easy as that. And uh, I know with Ostwarts Clinic, it was sort of uh, how do you visualize developing, and, yeah. and it, it's uh, it, the, 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 there are a couple of double layers in that logo because Ostwarts Clinic it, it has east in Dutch in the, in the name so mm -hmm. it's pointing east and when we were presenting that it is a fusion between two organizations and they had a new building in Almere and it's in the center of Holland and um, we, we came up uh, with the first building it all fell together because the, the building was very wide it's like <laughs> eight meters wide uh, wide or 200 even but there's an image on our website when where we were allowed to do the signage on that building. Mm -hmm. that, that's probably yeah. the largest logo I've ever. I love that. Done, but even even with that signage, you could obviously send an EPS with a small logo. But now I frequently I I because uh, they they like in in buses and they they have see through elements, but. I freaked out on the details there as well because I'm. Uh, I, sometimes that's completely not economical, but um, I detailed the, the the little dots. I de basically detailed the raster of the the, the foil printed on the window. Huh. And um, you can call me crazy, but uh, it, it, I did that to suit some architect. 
architectural aspects inside the building that had a certain mm -hmm. pattern and I wanted to correlate with that, but also not losing this, the, the feel. And if you look closely, the, the, the spacing of the symbols on the window will be a little bit different, but that had some architectural reasons. But yeah, it's, it's so hard for obviously people listening to the, the podcast, I think, you know, get onto the, you know, the website dpid.nl and check out the logo with the extremely long word starting with zero with O <laughs> and, um, and go and have a look because uh, one thing I'd like to point out as well, and I'm getting quite excited. This is, this was, this was 2009, wasn't it? The red dot design award that you got was in 2009. Yeah. I'm looking at this and thinking, well, that's nearly 10 years ago. Yeah. Or over 10 years. If my maths is right, it's going to be shocking and very embarrassing. <laughs> if um, and I'm seeing things in this that are I would I see now in in trends on Instagram, and I see a lot more of it. The outline yeah. around, the outline around the icon, the multiply kind of duotone effects, the cut through of this, the iconography, the the bold um, sort of simple use of colours. I mean, it's really quite pioneering in that sense. Um, you know, this sits bang on trends of today and it was done in 2009 or i'm guessing even earlier yeah but don't don't forget that the the presentation on instagram and i keep refreshing the presentation and i'm making that better obviously the work was done at that day yes absolutely but it's definitely the work that i'm i'm referring to the kind of the way that the text the images in, in the kind of the multiply effect um yeah, it just it just feels quite quite now, and yet it was two thousand and eight or two thousand and nine. I think that means that means you've done a very good job because we do we want to build identities that last a long time, don't we? Mm. I, I have it, it, the, this compulsion. I, I sort of write down a starting date with each logo I do. I have an Excel sheet for that, and uh, sort of just for myself and to, 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 um, and the average age of the logos we do is about seven years because some, some organization or they stop or they, they, they get bought by another company and then they rename or you lose a client that happens. Yeah. And, um, so, but the, the average, I think good identities are, you have the ability to, to, to grow and to, um, expand and, uh, there was a time when, when uh, I was <laughs> quite fascinated with, with the, the using uh, logos and, and making them dynamic with, with video or with, with, but if that's not your expertise, then it, it can look shady or yeah. pointing them out. And, but it's the, you have to, it's, it's not a much, it, it, there's nothing as classic as wanting to be modern. So it's, it's not, uh, <laughs> the, 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 the old Roman, they wanted to be modern. And, mm, but the, the, what I just, I see a lot of uh, typography solutions. And just today, there was a question in the Facebook group as well that you can see it's not being printed and people make simple ergonomic mistakes like with, with red on, on black or 
and people um i obviously it's always attention because you want to communicate and you want to grab attention of viewers but the basic legibility things they're quite easily forgotten these days because mm -hmm. and that that's uh sort of a refinement and honing of a logo or a symbol or identity people uh, in my eye people spend too less time on that maybe it's commercially driven and that the, the people don't are, are not allowed to work on that but especially if you show things on your own portfolio what you think is good then then you should refine it and uh, to the best of your abilities uh, that's my view mm. uh -huh. definitely I love the concept as well. It seems like a lot of your work is kind of very driven by the concept, like you said, the Osterwester Clinic, um, <laughs> kind of that concept of bringing people in and taking them on a journey to to better them. That's really present in the icon. Um, and then just looking at some of your other ones, like you said, the the school logo with the eye and the pencil, um, and I think you're just saying about people forget. And I think it seems a lot of younger designers forget about the concept, um, which can really help drive an idea and sell it to a client as well. Uh, and here's another here's another example of um, Dirk's cutting edge uh, <laughs> design. Yeah. Amber. Stop the glamouring bit. <laughs> Amber, Amber. When, was that? when did you do that? When did you do the Amber logo? Amber, that's that's about, I guess five six years ago something like that. I know exactly what Kaz is going to say. Can I can I say it and see if you yeah, sure. if it's the same? You go, you say it, yeah. Zara logo. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you were doing what Zara are doing <laughs> to their logo recently, and it's you 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 you're doing it years and years ago, and it, yeah. it, it's timeless. Are you a time traveler, Jack? Sorry? <laughs> Are you a time traveler? <laughs> I know at, at the time I, I, did, artist. I did, I used a, a special, um, I bought that font because from an English, I, I forgot his name, but I did put out a, a thank you for the wonderful uh, font and he did shortly reply on it. I'll look it up, maybe I'll add it. In. Yeah, that's... Um... So yeah, so it's just another nice example of seeing something that's quite timeless, really, um, and and I I like that. Yeah, do you, do you think timeless design is possible? I, I doubt it. What would you call it? I guess well, a certain level of longevity. I'm I'm thinking things like Chase Chase Bank and things like that. Kind of, it still looks good today, but it was designed fifty years ago, or yeah, you know. So I. I think what it is is the logo can be timeless, but the identity that surrounds it has to evolve to move with the times. I don't know if you'd agree. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. And, and, but that, that's why I'm also so, so much focusing on the concept and on the idea behind the logo, because if that is strong, if it's a strong idea, then you can adapt that idea to anything. You, you, you can even make a sound logo of certain aspects. Or, yeah. I use it in, in many, many ways. And, and that's, uh, uh, <laughs> I was quite a bit surprised that the motto thing, I, I put that up 
uh, worked on that a couple of years ago. Uh, that had the same idea as the as the Formula One um, uh, execution with the inner line and the, the, the uh, construction of certain parts. That was a part supplier, but that's another story with that logo. But that, I won't go into that because it's a long and boring story. But the, sometimes ideas have a sort of they, they, they're in the air, or more people will pick up on that. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I think so. Which was the one that you were referring to? The is it the Mitsubishi Charger logo? Is that the um, the Mitsubishi was was a was a different st story because that that was a, a packaging job and uh, basically the logo was a byproduct of that. Ah, right. And, and uh, they had competitors, and and um, in essence, there was a challenge that the the, the separate cardboard boxes they did. They package it, the products in, the, the, the turbochargers in, in various sizes, and uh, they could only be flex printed. And then that's a very not detailistic. And their comp main competitor, I forgot the name, but they had a very photographic packaging. And so um, we wanted to make a sort of a symbol as a, as a ribbon on a box or a symbol that so would be very graphic and symbolizing what a, a, the function of a turbocharger in a car. I'm, I did study industrial design, but I'm not into mechanical engineering that much, but I did know what the function was and sort of compressing warm air and sort of visualizing it. I, I remember being, being having, I got a message from some Russian guy uh, from Coca-Cola in, in uh, and he wanted to. He, he thought it was clip art, and he could use it. He asked me if he, he could use the symbol, and I said, "No, well, we designed it specifically for this packaging. I don't think Mitsubishi huh? will be that fond to use this symbol as clip art." Huh? But um, and well, I, I guess many designers, you get into a certain flow if if you you get an idea that that feels right and that is right. And, and uh, you mentioned the, the the logo that you said are about similar to the Formula One idea. Yeah. Do, you, do you, I mean? So I know sometimes I've I've gone on, on a on a, pro, on a design process and I've gone, oh, I've got got into an idea and it's a good idea, and then I'm almost like uh, somebody else has had that idea and I've almost stopped myself. Do you think that it's you should just push yourself through it and just basically re-engineer an idea and better an idea that's already been done because in some cases you don't go out looking for it it just it's just the fact that there's so many ideas out there it's it's very unlikely that you're not gonna you're gonna have something completely original do, do you, you or do you think would you get to a point where you go oh that's a shame that's been done before and then do you just stop it and bin it what, what do you do you, you can go one step back Cass. what is the reason people will point out why it's similar to you what's their reason mm. Do they have some commercial interest in it, or is it? Are they accusing you of plagiarism, or is it? What's their reason to? Because if you you done done the work and it's it's a good solution, and if it's uh, you uh, like with names, there there, there there are a couple of brands with the same name and different symbols, and if it doesn't hurt each other, if it's a completely different industry, then that's legally allowed. So yeah, absolutely. It's it's um, 
and there, there are so many ways to make something your own and to make it really uh, make it pop. <laughs> make it pop. Make it fun. I think it's really good. It's just nice to hear, you know, what your thoughts are, and it's a question that we get asked behind the scenes as well by younger designers, and you know, I just feel it's it's you know it's relevant to um, to uh, you know kind of asking um, yourself and and mainly because of the the like I guess the experience and the whole the fact that you've been in the game and producing amazing work for such a long time um you know that's another bugbearer of mine is going on and seeing an 18 year old become a design expert on Instagram and start posting these stories of teaching how to you know to be the best designer in the world yeah but even an 18 year old can have a brilliant idea it's it's uh I don't want to. You have to have an open mind that ideas can be born from thin air or from long, very studious work. And if it's a good idea, if it works, it works. I think. I think the the thing that I notice is a lot of um, designers, especially on Instagram, are just regurgitating content that's already out there and and saying saying it as if they're the expert but they've not actually lived that experience yet if that makes sense Does that make yeah sense? that makes perfectly sense yeah. and and, uh, yeah. but, and that makes others and the, the the biggest challenge with social media and especially with, with, with uh, i'm hindered by that as well because what what on earth can you add as new because you want to produce new and fresh and exciting work for everyone to cherish and but it's uh well, you, just, you you just did it 10 years ago that's the thing <laughs> you did it 10 years ago <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I, I should buy myself some back to the future and sneak yeah absolutely yeah. parked outside yeah. <laughs> I, that's one of my guilty guilty pleasures i, I still want to i'm uh, i still want to uh, i've got an old uh, Audi uh, Avant. Uh, oh, nice car! And uh, it's um, it's not classic, but it, it, it's it's old enough to to carry my family and I've got mm. three kids. And um, <laughs> I still sometimes want to to put some signage on that car. It, it, mm. it reminds me. I, I once saw a brilliant uh, Dutch, I believe it was an artist, and I don't have the guts yet. But he he had a, he drove around in old Mercedes and he he put this little he teared off the 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 the, the triangle star on the front of the car and he put a some baby toy on it just as it but <laughs> oh well I, I still love the four rings of my Audi <laughs> so, yeah. so I won't tear them off but. <laughs> the, the, isn't there the Audi and the Olympic logo so yeah you know, mm. um, but yeah I don't, I don't I agree with you I don't think it's a, a, a good a good thing to do is to rip the uh <laughs> the <laughs> off the Audi. but um, it's still it's a good exercise I don't know where that came from if you if you cover a, um, if you cover the logo if you can see still see the identity but Lots of designers, younger designers, they dream to create an identity like that, and I also probably did. But mm-hmm. it's 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 uh, well, there are not that many brands who achieve that. Yeah. No, talking of brands and and Audi, I mean, if you could probably rip the logo off the front of an Audi, 
um, you'd probably have a hard time as well because <laughs> their brand is built on reliability. Whereas if it was an Alfa Romeo, unless you could just flick it and the uh, the logo would come off the front. The wheels would fall off. The wheels would fall off. <laughs> but the Audi, yeah, you might, have a, you might have a hard time. Yeah, but it's also, like, like we're, we're all fans of branding and designing. And, and, but a car maker, it, you can give them a small part of an exterior and they will recognize the brand. And that's yeah. specialist. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I've been asked a week ago or a couple of days ago it, 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 by someone, it, do you still recognize the, the, the topography or the phone being used in, in certain styles? And yes, of course you do, but um, with the multitude and now the multiple scaling fonts in various widths, it, it's getting harder and harder to, to recognize what yeah. it is. Yeah. One, you know, you're talking about an artist that puts takes the Mercedes badge off, kind of spot my thing to ask you. We've asked quite a few people now about the difference between art and design. So I think it would be good if we could get DP's kind of opinion on that. The, the um, basic uh, premise, I guess, of that is that uh, design has a function and, and art is uh, there for art's sake and it has no function well maybe to to amaze or to to put your uh, it's more related to to me art is more related to emotion and design is more related to functionality but mm -hmm. that that's that's or arguably well there, there are so many people with more expertise in that area and, um, for instance, there's recently in an old building in Amsterdam uh, where there was this big Keith Haring uh, sign on the on the wall, and it's been restored. And but you only need to see a very uh, uh, a small part of it, and you rec immediately recognize it as Keith Haring. Is that branding, or is that art, or well, I guess it's a style. Yeah, it's it's, it's style and. I was thinking about this question, if I can, um, the other day after we spoke to Andy Brown, because we asked him the same question. And I was thinking of it like I see art as self-expression. Yeah. Absolutely. Whereas design, yeah. Is, design is the communication. So, you know, design, you're trying to solve a problem. If the thing I thought of was if it was for Valentine's, uh, you know, a business that's trying to sell roses or chocolates or perfume, they want to make it seem this perfect day, you know, or look how lovely Valentine's is. But then if you're an artist, you might have had a really bad experience of, you know, bad relationships or a bad day on Valentine's Day. And in which case, if you self-express that, the piece of art may look very angry or have more negative connotations than what, say, an advert trying to sell chocolates would have. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes perfectly sense. But it's it's also, uh, I guess, art is a bit more about an ego or a mm -hmm. personal feeling and expressing into a shape or a color. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, or a tone or music. And... and um, Probably that—that's why why jamming and rapping and 
earlier jazz and, and that sort of resonates because it, it's improvising and people want to hear new stuff new music yeah. and uh, i'm a passive passive music enjoyer uh, a wide scope of music but uh, don't, i played clarinet when i was six or seven years old for a couple of years but yeah i lost that bit um but and you said you were doing rave flyers so did you used to go raving <laughs> well not not exactly it was more commercially driven that i could make some extra bucks than uh, and it was interesting at the time too well because it still is i, I think it's it's uh, people think very um uh, poster design is very difficult mm, yeah um, logo design is difficult but or difficult well the poster design is is, is uh, it's, it's challenging to, to do to to send uh, information in a very uh, short amount of time and short amount of visual space mm -hmm. but maybe even designing a uh, well that's a, the a, a square for Instagram can be just as hard but yeah. it's how difficult you want to make it and and it's but it, um I didn't finish my earlier remark about the socials. What people forget that you don't, you have no influence. You are hardly have influence what gets seen. It's only the tip of the iceberg, and you can spend massive amount of time in producing a whole iceberg of, of, of interesting, the best creative work. If if someone else, uh, like an algorithm, decides who sees it then who are you kidding yeah yeah absolutely that's no, a very good point because we always sort of talk about and that post yeah the social media and and yeah just it sort of feeds back to the, the, the difference between art and design if you you want to design for someone else then design for someone else if mm -hmm. i go out in a in an elevator in the street and that that's what i miss with, with all the, the COVID regulations that you you have less uh, contact with, with complete strangers. It's all very formalized. And um, if you just have genuine questions with people, I, I know I, I got the, the Ostfathers, or the, not the Ostfathers, the, the Schoolskyver uh, client just from talking in a, in a garden party, mm -hmm. and, uh, being critical in, in a nice way. But, the current design. I didn't know that at the time when I was speaking with that lady, but I, uh, I looked it up. And then, yeah. I think also it's it's a case of um, the, like you say, that kind of human interaction um, kind of affects, I feel, the mood in the design work. Um, and Yeah, do you want to help your others or do you want to help your, your, your wallet? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm I'm not a, a very good entrepreneur. I, I wish I was, but I I have too much perfectionism tendencies to be scaling up in a very fast pace. And and I admire. I had some clients who who were very good at that and setting and and obviously honing a design is is from a designer's point of view is very interesting to make it better and better and better, improving it. But from a commercial point of view, you, you you can't allow a designer to spend eighty hours on a freaking logo. 
Absolutely. <laughs> you mentioned as well previously about artists. The um, the the, uh, the guy was a Dutch artist, and and I always remember a conversation I had with a creative director who I admired a lot. Um, uh, his name was Ben Shelbourne, and uh, he he said, you know, go go research some good design. And I went off and then he said, just, just go and research Dutch designers. He said, they're highly regarded. And it was that point I realized how good Dutch design is and why that reputation, why that, why that is kind of the reputation of Dutch designers and how highly regarded they are. Do you have Dutch design, um, certain Dutch designers that you, you find, um, you know, inspiring or, or people that you kind of uh, uh, admire and follow? Yeah, I, um, but it's, um, well, they're obviously the, the classical heroes like Dunbar and, and uh, Total Design, but that that's, they were the heroes at, of their age. And, and, and at the time, there were different challenges. I, I still think the, the Dutch police uh, identity is, is Mm-hmm. brilliant and it's, it's yeah. very striking but it's um i heard a i don't know if it's gossip but i heard a uh, story on, on some some party that it's actually designed by an intern working for them but really yeah well, it's not a scoop because it's been on some some platforms but it's uh i did it's no i can relate to that but um the the, the i guess the dutch but the, the swiss and then the english as well uh, they, they share some some uh, visual uh, way of telling and using typography and that goes way back and uh, mm-hmm. obviously the dutch have been influenced by by uh, the bauhaus and, and all um, yeah, I know when I was at university and in, in some art uh, art lessons, I had to write a paper, and it was I, I compared modernism with with the, at the time with in Italy they they had the the what's his name he did a Dutch museum as well uh, the, the very very with all the tiles and stacking stuff all very. Yeah. Um, Anarchy, anarchistic. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. Memphis, yeah. not Memphis. No, it's uh, no. Anyway, uh, but I've always been had a challenge with, with designing very romantic stuff because I, I I love the clear way of the the Hergé way of drawing lines and even when drawing class, I preferred fine liners above pencils because it's it's it's. Uh, very digital. It's off or not, and not, they're not gray. It's very clear, yeah. clear, clear lines. And and I see that in Swiss typography, and I see it in English work as well. And um, but um, I should have prepared that probably some 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 big Dutch examples, but it's, um, it could easily be. Uh, I don't think it's a, you could have a writer being a good inspirer as well, or a cinematographer. Or, 
just not always straight up graphic designers though. No, no. Yeah. That's, like that's the, the challenge with, with looking at visuals is you don't know the the, the 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 briefing. You don't know what's behind it. And I uh, I was I envied and in, in my study there was a graphic design committee. I entered uh, that for a year to do all the visuals for them. Programs and stuff, and the year before there was were some designers, and if you look back on it, it was all based on one popular font at the time. But if you were not, you didn't know the font, then it's mm -hmm. remarkable. But if you know the font, then it's boring and it's boring as hell. <laughs> it's just implementing that font. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Which is the font you're referring to? Oh, that wasn't. I'll, I'll look it up, but it, uh, it's yeah, something. Uh, uh, you can know what, what it is. One sec. Uh, Talking about Dutch designers and fonts, one of my favorite designers who sadly passed away is Wim Crowell. Yeah. Love, yeah, love his work. I, I see his work as pretty timeless, to be fair. I think it's definitely got the look of the era of when it was produced, but it's still very modern now. It isn't, but he, he was quite harsh as a teacher. I had a couple of classes of him. Really? He, was, uh, oh, wow. he, he gave lessons in, in Delft at the... Yeah. It's probably the EO where he was working for, for Boymans from Burning and at the time in the Rotterdam Museum. He's still mm -hmm. looking at the phone, but... Yeah, okay. So you've met him, that's amazing. Now I'm met, uh, but it's... Uh, it, it, I try to avoid being a grumpy old designer, I try to <laughs> get fresh new ideas, and and uh, it, you still have to to keep an eye open for for new forms and new way of communication. Yeah, I think that's a good mindset to have. Insatiable curious. That, that's mm -hmm. probably a thing I, I hope very dearly because it's. Uh, um, Design is a bit is a big part of design is change, and if you're 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 not following, it, it, well, you you have to be able to see made up and see. There's there's critique about Bill Gardner's the the logo, uh, but I still think it's 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 uh, it serves a function because you 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 uh, get some some sort of macro view on, on on design and yeah um, yeah no, that makes sense like, like yourself i also uh, won two times uh, I, I got into the book but to be honest yeah. I, I sent in to 10 logos or something and they picked out the ones that i was not very i thought well they did <laughs> you don't know why, why they pick it and because they, there's no rationale it's just the logo it's just the visual and yeah yeah, yeah. The Logo Lounge—that's the book. Yeah, isn't logo, it? yeah. You were you were featured in Logo Lounge ten, was it? Ten or eleven. It's a couple of years ago. Yeah, no, it was uh, the Fiden fate. Yeah, uh, yeah, indeed. Fiden Logo, yeah. That company already dissolved and it was taken over by some others. And the idea behind that particular logo was that uh, I just had an idea. Um, to to look at because it's it's about databases and all technical stuff and 
I, I looked at the lettering as if it was a 3D letter and uh, you look from the below. And mm -hmm. What would you see when you look from below a lettering? And that was a nice concept. And then you have a logo. It's, it's, cool. it's a bit more complicated than that, but. And it's on your, and that's another one that's re referenced on your website as well, isn't it? Um, yeah, but that's basically because it's in the logo lounge and not because that's yeah. particularly a very good logo. No, I like it. I think it's strong. I think it's really strong. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I really like it. I fight with my, my wife with Tara about using um, gradients and logos. Yeah. She's a bit more stricter than I am. In that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I've, I've, I've had a few gradients and a few logos <laughs> as well. Um, but through your 30 year career as well, well, no, 30 career, 30 years of the agency. Yeah. You firm. I don't, I wouldn't, I, I, well, it's marketing to call it an agency, but to be honest, it's a design firm. It's a small firm. Design firm. Yeah. It's, um, you, uh, you put together, I guess, from, from the, the experiences you had, the, the product that you, you, um, you developed, Tag Tika. So can you talk to us a little bit about got them. I got them here. I like the box. That box is awesome. You've not seen it? I've seen, Dirk's been through them on, um, on, the, on a call with me, um, but I haven't seen the, that, that box that you've got there. That looks awesome. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, but they're, they're, I'm even working on a newer version, as always. Oh, wow. It's, uh, That's nice. Getting simpler. Yeah. But it's um, Tactica. Um, Basically, uh, the, 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 the idea behind Tactica was what is the biggest challenge nowadays? And uh, it's not later. It's, it's a process of a couple of years. And, and uh, I've read many, many books on design. And, and people find it, it's, it getting proper difference uh, is, is really hard nowadays. And, and you, you won't win the war on... Um, tangible stuff alone. Uh, many people have written about that. And uh, what sets you apart and sets a design apart is usually intangible assets. Ah, yes. And um, obviously, Acker and uh, lots of marketing guys and Neumeyer and many more people have written about this and all it's all condensed in lists and, 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 and words. And um, I had a couple of years, I, I was not feeling well physically and I had, uh, uh, had to lose weight. And so it, it, it sort of hit to me. I have to make my own challenge, uh, making it less serious and less perfectionistic, making it lighter, play with stuff mm. and make a product out of that. So that sort of begin began as a challenge. Could I make like 25 or 30 intangibles? Could I make a logo or an icon or a graphical symbol for, for all those intangibles, which is, can be a bit difficult, but well, uh, that was, uh, <laughs> I managed to get that and I uh, printed it out and uh, I used it with, with clients in interviews and, and session. And, it sort of grew from there and um, to keep the story a bit shorter, uh, that grew to a set of 51 cards, all intangibles and um, 
basically, I use it with many communication, not just with, with identities, but with many communication um, challenges. And it's to narrow down the briefing and to 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 see what's uh, what is the essence. And you can say, why why do you do fifty one? And it's the same like with sweatshirts. Why do you pick one hundred and twenty colors? You have to make it feasible and. So I, I divided in very abstract yellow cards and, and more personal cards and more business cards. It's just it's just an index to to have some some guidance because the, some some uh, subjects may may be the same. And at the point uh, I'm still um, working on making it more a course and of and. Uh, in the, the back of my mind, even after a discussion with Andy, I'm also thinking about making a Kickstarter of that campaign. Uh -huh. But commercially, for me at the moment, it's it's more interesting to 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 uh, sell the guidance with it as uh -huh. a small firm than to sell the individ individual package of the cards. But there still is a dream lingering to have your own my own product. On the market, yeah. so it will come someday. It will be available in the shops worldwide. That's why I started it in English. It's not even in Dutch at the moment. Yeah, but it's um, it's basically uh, curated. Uh, it curates selecting uh, very often used reasons. So, mm -hmm. so uh, you don't start from scratch because many brainstorms or sessions about what do we need to communicate all the same you see after in my case after 30 years you see patterns emerge and it's uh, it's the same and uh, or not all the same the, the obviously execution is always different but the, the patterns in the the what's what's communicating and what what is important that is that from some patterns so that that um, it looks like a really useful tool to kind of unlock um hidden hidden ideas i guess it, yeah it to the surface a little bit in a in using using a kind of a, a, a format that is like you say quite playful um, and it's it's um it for designers i, I wasn't out if it's a good product for designers because designers i have the ability to uh, visualize things and, and they, they're not that challenged but there is an extra value of this system for designers even because as much as you can visualize things that doesn't mean you're able you're very good in selecting it and prioritizing what is really important and in mm -hmm. many design uh, challenges the the bringing it to the core essence what is the the the, the, the what needs to be said and needs to be told in that square inch or that limited amount of time and that goes with, with animation and with, with video if you got that right then the the chance of finding the, the a great idea is way better if, if it's too complex if you have too many different uh views you want uh, if you want too much basically then then too complex to, to make good communication because many many uh, professors and many highly intangible people intelligent people about communication they will tell you you have to cut down to the essence and that is damn hard yeah you guys all would also remember.
and that's how Tactica Tactica can help really yeah. kind of getting getting down to that. Kind it's of, a tool. It's a, yeah. it's a, well that that's why I labeled it <laughs> a label actually, but um, as a, as a strategy tool to clarify and and uh, maybe purpose has a bit of bit religious undertone or a, like a charity tone but it, in essence it's it's which goals do you want to achieve with intangibles i mean i think what's clear from talking with andy brown as well about the um SWAT shows and obviously talking to you a bit more about um tactica and and you know in, in essence the similarities with that kind of kind of card based um, tools. Yeah, um, and what people forget, sorry to interrupt you, Kat, but what people forget with, with apps, I have an idea of an app to make an app out of this, but the speed you can use cards uh -huh. is, no, I don't know, maybe hundred folds faster. Uh -huh. Absolutely. You, uh, you can select it. Uh, I think Oh, it's exciting for me because I went to a shop um, here in the UK called Magazine Heaven, mm -hmm. and um, there was a sign, and I think it was a, a you know, the rebirth of print. Yeah, and I think talking about this printed tool and talking to Andy Brown, talking to you about Tactica and and that kind of real sort of that interaction, that physical interaction, that, that's a huge part of that process isn't it the idea generation that it's nice that it seems to be kind of coming back and people are starting to realize they need that engagement that more hands-on physical engagement i wanted to also say that your 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 motive as well like you know when, when we were talking to andy it was is about his motive for starting swatch shows and your motive and and i think when you create a product that you know and want for yourself or you you know that yeah gonna benefit you you're you're not there creating a product i want to make a you know like you said previously you're not say the best entrepreneur that you, you know and 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 that sounds amazing because i often say to people i'm a better designer than i am a businessman mm -hmm. and if i was to create a product i couldn't sit at the desk and go right i want to make 13 billion pounds from a product how am i going to create something i'd be sitting there going i want to do something because i know it's going to help people i want to do something because i know it's going to help me and how i do stuff and yeah i i want to kind of change and, and if i can make a bit of money on the side great but you know it's really not about that that isn't the forefront that isn't the priority of why you're doing something so yeah it'd be interesting to see because i think i think kickstart is a great platform for it and yeah to kind of, and, and also it creates a bit of a tribe, doesn't it? To get people behind it and the product, and it's it's it seems like um, it's a know, platform. It's it's a platform for for selling ideas, and but uh, the perfectionist bit um, sort of hinders me. I'm getting a bit more loose. Uh, with it as well you have to get it out there and because mm. it's already the second print run it's it's uh mm. well there, there will be many more but uh it's uh you uh, 
in Delft, it's called, I believe it's, I don't know its proper name, but I recently heard it, it's called a double diamond. If you, if you, you design, it's a bit of design thinking uh, condensed in a very uh, tiny way. You have to think what about what problem you are solving first before you actually start designing. Uh -huh. And um, maybe it's the way design is structured now at the moment, but in many situations, um, if a designer is not allowed to, to think about the what, what actually needs to be done, uh -huh. and you, you get half-baked ideas and you, it's, it, it's sort of, and um, people forget, like we, with, with Slack and all the communication tools, that uh, it's very easy to get into a system and to, uh, to follow a pattern. That's why I uh, like everyone else. That's why I said it's, it's a bit difficult. You have to reinvent the process for each client. Yeah. If, if you have a, a mom and dad shop, uh, maybe, and they come to you, I want a website and, and logo, and then maybe that's completely not relevant for them. Mm. Yeah. Maybe they, they need a striking name and they need some help with, with, with getting clients. And, and, and then you, but uh, then you build on loyalty with, with your clients. And a lot of designers, they copy each other and they, they hear, uh, the, the CD talking, and they, they think they can charge uh, uh, five-figure numbers for for design. But even the Osfarders logo, that the logo in itself was a couple of grand. But in total, what we were commissioned to do after that, that yeah. was uh, <laughs> that was good money. Yeah. That's the good thing about getting the identity, isn't it? It's, it's, it's kind of positioning yourself for future work moving forward. Um, yeah, and it's also, it, as a designer, you have the ability to uh, to visualize it. And I have a love-hate relationship with mockups, but I know bringing a, a, a white uh, coffee cup to a meeting yeah. and I had a paper uh, enrolled on it with the design. I say, this is what you want. Huh. And then that, that general director at the time said, that, well, we want that. <laughs> yeah. And then they allocate money, whatever, to yeah. get it. Yeah, absolutely. But good communication and trust from a client is not as easily. Uh, it, it takes time and it, it takes learning. I, I remember it's, it's a weird story. Once with another hospital client and, and also in the psychiatric world, I was uh, presenting uh, a concept logo, and uh, in hindsight, it's a very funny story. But Clara did some mood boards, and that all went very well. They, they loved it, and they loved the view. And then I came up with with like the the, the twelve um, uh, the Jung type, the personality types, and I completely forgot who I was talking to at that meeting, because they were all trained psychiatrists in the, <laughs> that department. So they probably grinded their teeth and say, oh man, you're so beside it. And you're <laughs> way, uh, and uh, that, that was a very <laughs> good lesson that you, you have to know your audience who you are presenting to. Yeah. Totally. Definitely.
one one thing I'm interested in, which is kind of going off that subject now, but um, you're obviously partner in your firm with your wife. What what's the kind of skill set there? Is there certain things that you do that she doesn't do, and vice versa? And what's the process of working on a project? Are you working in collaboration? Are you working separately? Yeah, it's it's uh, it varies a bit by client. But in general, I would say um, Tara is very good in photography. And, uh, and in, she did refill the art school and I did the technical bit. And she's, she's very, way better than I am in, in, in color selection. And in, uh, she wouldn't need a swatch shows. She just, <laughs> <laughs> she just picks it. And uh, I'm a bit more on the technical side and the strategic, as they call it, strategic. But um, nowadays, strategy has, has a sort of, it has some elite name, but in essence, it's just choosing and making the right choices. And uh, you can call it fancy names, and I can call myself strategy director, but who am I directing myself? <laughs> <laughs> or some freelancers or tech writer? Uh, uh, yeah yeah uh, strategy in its essence and that goes all the way up from mckinsey and it's it's helping people to to make relevant uh choices and you you're if you have a bit more background in if you've done the process before you know the where the context is and you can speed up selecting uh who are you talking with and what what are their challenges and is it urgent and, 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 and what what needs to be solved on that uh, part? And if you, you read a little bit books, then you can formulate it and then the, 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 the marketing people will buy it like, yeah. like it's a sweet donut from the design shop. <laughs> Absolutely, like the, the, the design shop um, uh, kind of, the th- they were saying in, the, in Gluttony, weren't we, about the things that we buy all the time. Yeah. Uh, I have one Clodney, uh, I, I save bookmarks. Uh, I, maybe I have 20,000 bookmarks or something. Yeah. Really? I read them out nowadays. It takes me about four days a year or something. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's still, it's, um, well, I'm fascinated with knowledge and wanting to learn more and more. I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of the, the now getting a bit more commercialized platform Quora, not that many people use it, but if you want to brush up on your marketing skills, you can find very much knowledge there. I check that out. What's that called again? Quora. Quora. It's Q U A R A, like question and answer. Oh yeah. But they open opened it up for for everyone to participate. It used to be. Uh, a bit more selective that you could not ask any question and now you get a lot of scholar questions as well so, that sounds good uh well Kaz and, and liam as a transparent uh, question uh, what would your dream job your future dream job be what 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 well that is so hard to answer yeah <laughs> i feel like I feel like I can answer it for Liam, but can't answer it for myself. Go on then, because <laughs> I can't answer it for myself. So let's see what I you don't know. I think something drum or bass, drum and bass for Liam. I think your dream job would be something like 
kind of I've already done that though. Paul Nicholson's sort of stuff. I've already done. I did a a logo design for one of my favorite labels and some merchandise and stuff for them as well. So I've I've already ticked that one off, luckily. Quite fortunate to be able to say that. Um, Liquid V. Yeah. And then V Recordings, I did um, some merchandise for them, which is like their parent label. And Liquid V is like a, a sister label. Must be awesome to to see uh, uh, merchandise in in the shops. I, I really uh, enjoyed uh, the stuff you did for this uh, this packaging with the, the house isolation. It, it, it's it's whatever you say about the logo, but if you see it implemented and if it's actually on the streets, people using it, that gives gives an extra wow factor. Was yeah. that the uh, which which was that was that the S? Um... SJ logo, SL, I can't remember. SL insulation. Is that the one you're referring to, Dave? Yeah. 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 Yeah, That one was featured in um, Logo Inspirations, did like an ebook of monograms and it was was featured in there. Yeah. So it was quite nice. But in terms of your question, I, I think it's a question that gets asked a lot and lots of people are kind of quick and just like, Oh, I'd love to work for Nike or, but I don't, I don't really have that. Um, I think as time's gone on, it's not so important to work for like major, you know, major brands as it were. I feel like I'd rather work on something that is kind of helping people. So like charities, mm-hmm that kind of thing or even like yourself and andy brown you have kind of made your own product um so in a selfish way i think that's where i'd like to do because say my cousin he was he started buying and selling things on amazon but he's not considered the brand or you know he's just kind of and there's nothing wrong with that you know if he's making money that's that's what he wants to do but for me, I said I couldn't do that because I'd be too focused on the brand and building a brand. Um, so for my ideal thing, I think, would be to create my own kind of product and brand. Yeah, that sounds like a, a good evolution, really, I think, is kind of... Can I, can I uh, add something to it in from yeah. personal experience? Because it's... Uh... It's been told, I'm friends with with Misha, and Misha runs a fantastic uh, post-panic, a post-production NG. And he, many, many years ago, he told me, well, Dick Peter, you need to do two things. Uh, Do stuff you you like yourself and do client work. And they managed to do it sort of 50-50. I don't know if it's still the case, but everyone has to live and he has to feed many employees now but um if you if you are your own uh, client i'm happy to to admit that starting with tactica i've learned uh, in the last couple of years i've learned so much more on uh, uh, knowledge which i can also use in client projects mm-hmm. if you're uh, it's, it sounds a bit weird but it's an expression if you're on the other end of the table but uh, you know that it's it's not about all about the logo. It's about mm. getting a product right and getting the combination of product right. And 
I'm, I'm dabbling a lot, but uh, I've had so, so many packages. You can't see it in the podcast, but Liam has one, and I have the, the A6 one, and I even have A4 one. Mm-hmm. And, oh, man. Uh, I, <laughs> I smiled when I saw a six prototype of the Swatch shows, I, I believe, with Tactica. I maybe over 20 prototypes now at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> and... Each one gets a little bit better, and uh, and then and you're back to round one, and you think, oh man, this is shit. And then <laughs> Clark, Clark comes along, and he says, no, 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 Dick Peter, black is completely wrong. You have to keep it optimistic. So now it's getting a bit more colorful, yeah. <laughs> and you start over again. But the moment you get it out there and you give a presentation, then it needs to be there. The physical product needs to be there. So you you print it out of you you make and still you 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 uh, if you want to improve that's one uh, thing i learned quite a lot in in delve the product involvement improvement in in creating a problem you don't start with a perfect product you Mm -hmm. you constantly improve it and um, the the computer guys they call it agile but it's it's just constantly improving and looking back not too much but improving it slightly and mm-hmm. um and then you see that the the, the mixture between uh, <laughs> I, I with the schoolschrijver i sometimes curse them for uh, rewriting and rewriting but when you do it yourself you know you need to rewrite and rewrite <laughs> and it's a different sort of uh, you want to keep it honest honest and you want to but you can't solve every other. Um, uh, you, uh, you need to narrow it down for a certain audience, and uh, that's sometimes I envy uh, larger uh, firms. They can scale up. They can have one person writing all the, the marketing. Uh, they they have one dedicated role for that, and then it speeds up. And if I have to write, I have to look back and what, what were notes and what was I thinking and what. For whom did I wrote it, and it's constantly evolving. And but yeah, it's even like with this podcast, you will improve uh, after ten and after twenty-five, and and it 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 grows. Yeah, absolutely. And, and um, so yeah, <laughs> I've lost my point. But it it, it, it <laughs> no, the point basically is that if you keep it. You can humor is a very strong weapon. Uh, if you keep it close to yourself, I have a tendency to be uh, perfectionistic, so I need to play. So that's why I love icons. I love making symbols. So I kept it really close. I love strategy. I love um, purpose and all that essence talk. So I'm, I, I condensed it into a product. Mm-hmm. So, and it's very close to me so you can everything that you evolve from that is still close to you so if yeah. you if you're uh, if you're wondering uh, what what product should it be in your case the podcast is a product yeah yeah huh? and you're doing it and you're doing it with passion you're spending time on it and it improves and it might change a little bit and uh, next year you probably won't invite wicked amsterdam designers <laughs> <laughs> but it's um it grows and you have to let it grow and uh people who don't 
do it, uh, they will never learn. They will never gain that experience. Yeah. And 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 you can you can talk on the on on the other yeah. Well, I don't want to discriminate, but you can talk on another level with 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 clients if you're able to if you've been through that path yourself. And that's very valuable lesson. And that's not something you learn when you do a graduation project or you do. Uh, something you wrap up in in a weekend but if you actually go from scratch inventing an idea and making a product out of it and but Mm -hmm. the the, like with tactica the 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 people are uh, they need to see an urgency to you need to solve some something and uh, the, the only reason, the basic reason, it's not a reason, it's an emotion why I, I, I'm continuing it, working on it, is that I, my gut feeling says that there is a need for it. Mm-hmm. And that inspires me to go on. And, and that's like in our other friend, Ian from Canada said, emotion beats intellect. And if you, you, you have a drive into, in you and... Obviously, for me as well, the, the drive to get your own product out there, it's the same like with chart shows. It's a very uh, thorough drive and that will, will, that will not stop. Yeah. Absolutely. Situations may, situations may, may change. And like in, 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 this is the, the, the third or fourth office we've been working in. But uh, I've also worked from home and... <laughs> It's uh, this, the contact and the situation and the clients you have. And, and that's something I'm a bit, well, uh, gloomy about. Maybe it's, it's, I don't want to sound too gloomy, but the, the, the loyalty tend to be, bit, because there's so many uh, output of communication, it's, it's very difficult for, for clients to, to choose who they want to work with because, it's a, a huge part of design has become commodity. Mm. And that part, uh, the part of design without a trust aspect, that you know a person and that you, he'll create something for you. And I'm also, I'm not a brilliant illustrator and I, I like to team up with, with, with the best people I know to bring a product or a communication aspect further. But... Um, if you if you have an optimistic view, then you can can create very good work, and that that will never change. If you work with, with inspired, I'm at the moment. I'm even um, uh, I had some interviews myself with, with text writers last week, and mm-hmm. I'm choosing a copywriter to write copy for Tactica mm-hmm. uh, to get to to sell the sessions. Because after that many hours of writing it myself, it's very difficult for me to take distance. Yeah. And there's a meta aspect with the product being so abstract, but that's, that's solvable. It's not rocket science. It's, it's a product and it can be sold mm-hmm. to the right market and for the right price. But that the, that's, has nothing to do with emotional aspects of, of creating this. But, yeah. I think you're right though minimal viable product isn't it that's what they call it MVP get the product out there 
and yeah. it's been refined and and perfected and and and, and, and like what you were saying, uh, Liam, um, a product is not uh, obviously the, the the design aspects, logo, and how it looks in the packaging, and, and it all plays a role, and it plays in, in a vital role because you're passionate about it and you want to get it right. But in the end, it's 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 the product which is the end <laughs> end product. You know, it's, 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 <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's a, it's not, it's a, then design is is applied for a greater mission. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's that saying: "Done is better than perfect." Yeah, and and that's uh, uh, but you have to play, and, and each time. Yesterday evening, I spent two and a half hours to, to uh, like, I have three kids and the youngest is going to, a high, to high school the next season. And they they have this little booklet brochure with a photography in it of all the kids and they give it. And we, we did that before for the other kids and took up. But um, each individual project you can learn from. And, uh, uh, and you can can um, like with this, I had, a, I had a huge amount of raw files in, in the camera, and and I wanted to make some quicker and lighting adjustments. Got a lot of the the children were were looking with tiny eyes, mm-hmm. big glaring into the sun, and so. But with, with uh, twenty eight kids, you you can't spend uh, an hour on every photo, so you have to make it practical so um, we all have the magnificent tools from photo editing and, and be it adobe or whatever the, the the options you have nowadays to to make make excellent uh, use and by apply uh, applying a certain problem in my case uh, solving the problem of good lighting and getting it Cong- uh, congruent uh, that made me uh, learn a bit more in depth about uh, Photoshop stuff I didn't know sort of but then you 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 listen to a YouTube or and if it's driven with a, with a goal of getting your own product you, you'll spend the time on it Absolutely, and there's a there's a verb like you can. It's like with uh, learning to drive a, a car or a mobile. There there are two basic things you can sit next to, sit on the back bench, and and see others doing it. That's like watching a YouTube, but you won't learn it the full way. And you can also mm-hmm. be on on the wheel and steer the car into the <laughs> sidewalk and crash. <laughs> That's a very expensive way of learning. I have a, a cute story on a car, but maybe that's <laughs> other time. But um, what I was trying to say that neither way, being directly on the wheel or being on the backbench, will get give you the full learning experience. You have to mix both. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it, that's the problem nowadays. Knowledge is so available for everyone who you can uh, download an ebook or a white paper, or watch watch others doing it. But people have and and people selling all this information, they 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 sell the dream uh, of that you instantly will be able to apply it. But people forget that you have to internalize that knowledge 
to actually apply it. Absolutely. It's a bit long <laughs> story about telling a simple uh, thing, but no, we do. We discussed that in the gluttony yeah. episode that these yeah. these courses and stuff are sold as life changing, or but really, sometimes the it's the actual doing is where you learn. Like you say, it's it's yeah. the mix of the two. Do do a course that's brilliant. You know, we should always be learning. But yeah, it's when you actually start to implement that, that's when you actually learn. Like I've, I've already designed the, 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 the outfits of a promo, a Tactica promo team. <laughs> but I've even uh, thought of uh, spending money on a transfer press. But then I came to a conclusion. Well, how, <laughs> how many uh, shirts will I actually transfer? Yeah with it yeah and it's from a technical aspect that it's very interesting to learn it and experiment with it but you have to also see do i actually need it yeah and is it worth applying it yeah i see what you're saying it's the same with a microphone like i wanted to be uh, uh have good audio quality in this podcast so i thought i can buy obviously i can buy a road or whatever brand microphone of 150 or 200 euros but now i i picked up a uh, 27 something uh, level uh, level it's called microphone and that does the trick so mm-hmm. yeah. i'm getting better entrepreneur <laughs> absolutely they <laughs> find the road one for um a yeah <laughs> an international multi-award winning podcast <laughs> buy that buy that dream <laughs> mind, but for us we'll, we'll, we won't do with this 25 quid uh, we'll, we'll go oh mike that's fine <laughs> oh that's awesome but it, it's um um uh, a couple of weeks uh, now, a couple of weeks, months even ago, I was in November. I had an old intern. We had several interns here. I had an old intern visiting the studio just to say hello and say bye and have a little lunch and chat. And he called me one of the most critical designers he knew. And, <laughs> um, yeah, well, I guess he, he's sort of right. And But... It, 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 um, I'm not only critical to to people who work with me, but I'm, I guess, to be honest, I'm most critical about myself, and that's hindering me. Mm. So I need to learn to play, and that that's probably in the Facebook group that I I sometimes spend some time on witty English remarks, which in which I try to improve my English a little bit and. Um, because, um, well, it's uh, uh, it, it it was uh, interesting. I did I did this uh, this New York assignment, and uh, that was not so much for the money aspect. I I did it more because uh, uh, some context I did uh, from a design group. I uh, there was a uh, guy David who had uh, a friend. He needed some design, and I pitched in I wanted to do the job but it was also interesting for me because a friend during my studies said to me 
the American culture, the American design culture is completely different and you won't be able to fit in or to, to uh, get genuine um, solutions. Well, it was a small assignment and it's not a life-changing job, but I, I, the, it learned me beside the, the design, which is not that very good or excellent, but it's it, it's it learned me also a bit about how uh, that New York culture talks about design, and that's interesting. And I'm wondering to see in ask Kaz, have you done design assignments uh, for Italian customers? Because the, the my my uncle, my yeah. uncle asked me to do a uncle Tony. No, my, uh, my uncle Philip. <laughs> <laughs> He uh, he uh, commissioned me to do a uh, a logo. Uh, this is a long time ago for a hairdressing product that he was selling. It was a uh, Dimatia, it was called, and um, I did the sort of the label and the logo. Um, and you're right, it's completely different. I, do you know what? I never forget this. Actually, um, talking of markets, there's there's a product that I saw being sold in in the hairdressers, <laughs> and. <laughs> It makes me laugh all the time. This isn't even that long ago, to be fair. And it's, for a long time, seal fat, you know, or, or fat from sort of like um, kind of uh, animals has been used as, con- uh, sea, like sea animals, has been used as conditioner. But historically, seal fat used to be used as conditioner um, for the hair. And it's something like you know that that kind of thing in our in our um, design we'd kind of hide that, wouldn't we? We weren't really sort of smart <laughs> about it. And I remember seeing this tin on the shelf, and it's really like cartoon. This this kind of like illustrated seal waving <laughs> as, the actual, <laughs> as the part of the the, the actual um, labels. Just ninety percent of it was a seal waving at. Um, I just thought it was brilliant. So yeah, it's completely different. The Italian market. before I had children, we Clara we went. Uh, Clara was pregnant at the time. We went to Cuba for a vacation, and there was an ad on the TV, like "Be no gas." Yeah, <laughs> problem against farting. It's <laughs> hilarious ad, and <laughs> it's some of those humor and jokes that you'll never forget. And um, absolutely. Or I've definitely not forgotten that. <laughs> um, well, we in, in true honor of the the um, the name of your podcast, you, you you could could do like uh, the the famous designer. What, what was his name? The, the, the naked version. Uh, Stefan Sagmeister. Stefan Sagmeister. And you could could do a, 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 a naked show that you <laughs> presented naked. I'm not volunteering. Don't get me wrong, but but well, we do we do want some listeners. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, sorry, I'll, I'll stop it. So so it's probably best if me and Kaz stay fully clothed. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Otherwise. <laughs> But it, it's yeah, I, I went to Documenta. Side side small side story. I went to Documenta, an art, art show it's every five years. Oh, and, yeah. uh, I went there in in eastern part of Germany, um, and uh, they actually they had a room painted red, an elevator, and an elevator painted blue, and. Um, 
I, before that, I didn't uh, really grasp, the, you know it from textbook, but the effect color has on your, on your mood and on your mm -hmm. completely being. If you're mm -hmm. in, in, everyone knows the, 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 the famous English uh, artist with, with the, the, the sun, the, the bright sun in, in, the, in, the, in the room. And, and there's so many um, art installations which are brilliant to see what images or, or, or statues can actually do with you. Mm -hmm. And um, like, for instance, when, when I started studying, the, 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 the touch, like everyone's now common used to touching your screen. But imagine like in, in, in 10 years time, there will be something added. We don't know yet, but added to everyday objects. Uh, and it's, it's mind juggling. I, I know sketching a, a product idea when I was uh, in, in university, like it would be a sort of a parrot sitting on, on, on your shoulder and that would project uh, a scenery on your, your drawing table and record hmm. it at the same time. Well, that idea is probably reality now. Mm. Yeah. So uh, that's the, 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 the biggest advantage of technology these, these days. The technology is not the, 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 the most thing holding you back. It's, it's uh, inventing and com making the right combinations. And that's the same with communication. And then uh, what type of communication do you need and, and coming back, you can finish your story about the Italian guy because oh. you probably made, made choices as well. And choices in communication has, has to do, have to do with, with culture and with tone of voice. Mm -hmm. And maybe the Italiano tone of voice is different. I don't, I don't, I find it a lot more it's obvious. Like this. <laughs> He's doing the Italian hand. <laughs> <laughs> does it to me all the time it's this it's uh, shocking behavior from Liam over there in the other, on the other <laughs> yeah. of the, um, computer screen so um, yeah no the Italian designer finds quite more, a little bit more obvious straight talking um, does exactly what it says on the tin it has a seal waving <laughs> so hair conditioner so um, yeah but it is it is fascinating thinking about other cultures and design. I've once read a, a story about the, the, the northern part of countries, even in cities, the northern part and the southern part, and that it goes in each country that there, there are differences um, between attitude and, uh, and a nephew or a cousin. I always mix those up, but yeah. we, we wrote a book about it, uh, about the, the difference, the attitude, people uh, raised in cities have uh, if they're governed by uh, by uh, by kings or if they were uh, um, like royalty and um, or if they were independent and have to evolve their own uh, uh, way, uh, way of thinking and that is a uh, people in in um, the Western European countries, they, they tend to uh, think a bit negative sometimes about the Greek culture mm -hmm. and, and vice versa. But, but they really don't understand their, their culture and yeah. the way things work. And, and 
with, with design being so global at the moment, it is a, uh, that brings some challenges. And uh, well, <laughs> I'm drifting. Sorry. <laughs> oh no, yes, so true. Absolutely, yeah. culture and design, and the fact that you like you say it's very global. Um, but uh, you know, everyone's trying to speak in the same way, but actually understanding the culture and speaking more specifically is probably a better way. And when I say speaking, I mean like design communication, you know, the way we communicate through design, so the function of it. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. I think there will be more, um, talking a bit about the future, there will be more, less, uh, more individual choices in design and more. Uh, People are a bit fed up with the, the all modernistic sounds. Uh, look who's talking, who has the tactica in all sounds, but <laughs> <laughs> you, pro you probably know what I mean. It's a bit, I'm not very, not much. I'm brought up in a Calvinistic country, I guess. I'm not that romantic. Well, Talking of romanticizing, where can people find you online? <laughs> like, can well, people the, the, the you most, on Instagram or the most uh, up-to-date version is the the Instagram uh, uh, line. This spelled D P I D dot N L. That's that's the, the, the most current account, and obviously our website dpid dot N L. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which has got some great work on there, um, and so you've got Instagram and the website and Tactica. I mean, is it is it a product? Is it a product that people can actually get their hands on yet, or is it something that you know when we hear more about your Kickstarter campaign that we should uh, start promoting. encouraging people to go and back that? That has two two uh, uh, reasons: uh, people who are willing to spend some energy uh, on it. I'm, I'm more than happy to walk them through and uh, send them a package or, or, or with some small cost, but it's uh, um, it will get there. Uh, I'm not pinpointing myself at, at a certain amount of time, or but uh, um, <laughs> because there are 51 cards in the deck, this maybe this year is, is a good year as I'm 51. Yeah. <laughs> But that's that's number play. That's it just. But um, um, so anyone who wants to 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 use it, uh, there's there's one condition. I would like to to uh, learn from it and and have an ability to 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 work with the cases and use the, the cases and uh, to uh, make it help others and. Uh, uh, so, so it's uh, it's it works both ways. It's it's interesting to 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 see how people uh, interact with it. So, if anyone wants to kind of um, see what the cards are about, see how they're used, they should just reach out. Yeah, contact me and yeah, contact me and and uh, obviously the business model at the moment in in the Netherlands is to 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 sell trainings, but. Uh, if there's a designer or anyone who's willing to, to chat with me about uh, thinking opportunities, then they're more to, more than welcome. And uh, probably takes uh, takes a couple of days or maybe a week in, in the mail to to get the package. But 
there, there are various ways to um, discuss it and to see where, where it can go. And it's, it's obviously it's a reason why I called it Tactica and not called it anything related to DP idea because I want it in the hands of more people. And uh, there's a Dutch, Dutch product Tiki that's uh, to make it a little bit uh, playful. And um, some some of maybe some of the listeners to the pod, this podcast might, might even remember my old name Tagdag for it. It, uh, it grew into Tactica and, um, mm-hmm. and it, it has a bit more playfulness in it. So there's actually a name for it. I forgot what it was when, when the, the, the sound of a word or a name also describes what it is. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, um... Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, there's a word for it. And I, I couldn't, can't for the life of me think of what it's called in, yeah. in English lit. Um, but you do have a website, tactica.com. People can yeah. go and check out, um, learn about them there. And I think you have an Instagram as well. Yeah, the is... Instagram basically was was a bit more about the making the, the, the packages uh, mm-hmm. that will uh, uh, will be added in, in future editions to, to tell a bit more about the story and what you can, can do with it in, in practical terms. But... Mm-hmm. It's. Um, uh, I've written a small book. Uh, um, <laughs> there's no. There's a healthy uh, competition with, with logo Ian to to write and deliver a book, and um, um, yeah, he's way ahead with number of words. But uh, um, I, I am writing a small book. Bro- uh, at the moment, it's maybe a brochure version about Tactica and what you can do with it. But that mm-hmm. will will come out sometime as well great that sounds awesome that's great well it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you dirk and yeah, yeah hope it has i've yeah well, i probably enjoyed it as well and uh, thanks for having me no it's been a pleasure yeah you've dropped a lot of uh nuggets of knowledge i've i feel so i think lots of people find lots of value in it and i love amsterdam so yeah when I can, I'm going to come and visit you. So you're properly invited here cordially. Am I invited, Liam? Yeah. Well, I guess I guess Kaz can come along as well, Connie. <laughs> yeah, sure. And, and <laughs> if, if, if we are <laughs> Liam, so we, no, we well, can't be invited. If they let you out for the weekend, we'll you can, we... <laughs> <laughs> we'll let the dogs out. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No. Absolutely been a pleasure thanks ever so much guys catch up with you again Dirk and uh, yeah we look forward to recording another show for you next week and to paraphrase um, our good friend uh, uh, stay creative stay creative (laughs) stay creative folks (laughs) bye for now